0: Hey, welcome to another in our Martech interview series. Question for you, how are digital marketers adapting to marketing technology in 2018? My friend Tom Cassano has a podcast called Sure Oak. On the podcast, Tom interviews leading digital marketers like Scott Brinker, Jay Baer, Rand Fishkin, and many more. Check out the Sure Oak podcast and subscribe to hear from the top thought leaders in digital marketing today. It's spelled S-U-R-E and oak, just like an oak tree. The Sure Oak Podcast. Go check them out while you're listening.
1: This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr.
0: Welcome to another in our MarTech Interview series. I have on the line with me, Dana Hammerschlag. Dana, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Dana is a strategic technology leader with a track record of launching innovative and new cloud-based solutions for learning. Uh in Dana's role at Miller Hyman Group, uh she leads the global product organization and is driving the continued innovation of the Be Ready Suite of Solutions. Okay, you're gonna have to explain that one to me, Dana. What is the be ready suite of solutions?
1: I'll I'll break it down for you in maybe simpler language. So at Miller-Hyman Group, we partner with organizations to improve their sales and service performance. And so we largely work with organizations that have long, complex B2B sales cycles. And we work with their folks to drive a consistent sales methodology and improve sales skills. So ultimately, that results in Faster sales cycles, higher average deal sizes, higher win rates—all those sorts of things—all in the spirit of chasing better sales and service performance.
0: Fantastic! And you have an incredible background here. Uh, I'm reading your background. And it says that you're your product management at Illusion, so that's incredible CRM business. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you, and then, you also worked at the Boston Consulting Group.
1: I did. I did my tour of duty as a management consultant for several years so i worked with um senior executives from a whole variety of industries and it was great uh experience partnering to drive change in businesses and so that was a great foundation for now thinking about how to partner with organizations here at miller hyman group to specifically drive sales and service performance
0: that's fantastic and and today's topic what we really wanted to dig into was uh obviously as part of your organization's role and your uh expertise is there's a massive explosion of artificial intelligence tools on the market right now uh, for sales and then massive investment in uh, what's probably going to be a tidal wave of tools that are coming around the corner. And we wanted to talk a little bit about um ai adoption you know where and i wanted to of course get your feelings as far as um where did you think the most opportunity was coming and then of course you have some great advice for companies that are looking to adopt and and what they might be careful doing so maybe the first is maybe give an overview of where you're seeing ai really help the sales the modern sales organization
1: okay that's a great place to start um and maybe even before I dive into what's actually useful on the ground is commenting on your, pers- your point that there was this explosion in technology. So um, when you look around as a sales leader or a marketing leader or a service leader, where everyone's talking about artificial intelligence. Everyone's talking about machine learning. Doug, I don't know what your news feeds are like, but I feel like every day I get this like laundry list of articles around AI and, and how organizations are using it.
0: Absolutely.
1: But when you dub- double click underneath that on the sales side, it's an interesting place to scratch your head and say, well, how can this actually help my sales team on the ground? Because sales, like when you think about all the corporate functions, sales is one of those areas where historically, it's really been more art than science. And even though there's a much stronger element of science being injected into the sales process, rightly so, and it's very beneficial to look at it that way, there's still a a lot of art in it. So the way I see organizations best taking advantage of some of this innovative technology is making selective investments in linking the, the sales methodology or the behavior of the day-to-day sales teams on the ground and the way they engage buyers, linking that to driving better sales outcomes. So when you think about data, right? Sales data, there's, an, there's, a, there's always been a plethora of sales data. Right. If you look at uh, data warehouses across corporations and you were to just sample, well, how much sales data is in there versus operations data versus other types of data. There's probably more sales data in there than anything else, because everyone is so focused on the sales outcomes. Right. The revenue, the pipeline, the win rate. There's no shortage of data. But the thing about that data is it's all output, it's all lagging indicators by and large. Yes, there's forecast data, but it doesn't exactly link to actions that you can take on the ground with your sales team that will actually drive better results. And so that's what we find really interesting is where can you make selective investments that link your sales methodology and the behavior, this art, the behavior of your sales team on the ground to those better sales outcomes?
0: Uh, that's incredible. I mean, I want to I want to repeat a couple of the things that you said there just because they're so important. Probably the first thing that you said that I thought was absolutely key was the art of sales because I, I don't think in any way, shape or form we're going to see a transformation where um, you're going to be talking to a bot on the phone and buy your next car <laughs> at least anytime soon.
1: Yeah. I mean, people talk, uh, yeah, no, people talk about B2B sales transforming, procurement processes transforming. You see, like what Alibaba is doing, where you can buy multi hundred thousand dollar, you know, ticket size pieces of equipment online. So you see those procurement processes being affected by technology, yes. But at the end of the day, human beings buy from human beings. And especially when it comes to buyers making decisions where there's uncertainty there's high risk i mean it's just invaluable to have conversations with other people in the space who are knowledgeable
0: yeah and and so take that and it it sounds like there might be um, two directions that you're talking about one might be just processes right and that's that if we can get our sales teams to have more time to actually do that sales, and more information to do those sales, is that what where AI can really unleash the the opportunity?
1: It, it is, and it's a double-edged sword. So um, let, let me maybe walk through an example that's helpful. CSO Insights, uh, has, which publishes a bunch of research around best practices in sales processes, there's, uh, They have published very clear data that shows the more selling time people, sellers have, the better their sales
0: outcomes. Uh-huh. It
1: seems like an obvious thing to say, right? Oh, protect more selling time for your sales teams, and you'll have better results. But when you break that down to what you're asking sales teams to do on the ground, and you think about it through the lens of technology, it gets more complicated, right? Because in a lot of organizations... Updating the CRM system is viewed as an internal beatdown, right? It's not useful for me as a seller to update what's in the CRM system. It's useful for the chain of command so they have visibility to what's happening on the ground. But the more time I spend updating the CRM system, the less time I'm actually spending talking with buyers and potential buyers and being out there in the market. And so when you... um, When you make that problem exponentially more challenging by having all this innovative, interesting sales tech around the CRM ecosystem, you have this potential. Everyone has the right intentions, which is we want to help you, sales team. We want to make you more effective. We're trying to bring data to the table to do that. But in order to do that, can you spend some more time in this other application I've got? And that's going to put a drag on the amount of time that you can spend selling and actually engaging buyers. So that's the double-edged sword that people are trying to manage. And that's where I think you got to get really selective around where am I going to make investments in technology that are specifically tied into my sales methodology and my sales skills and how those investments are going to drive better results for me. You have to have a clear perspective on that, I think.
0: Interesting. And one of the technologies that I've seen Um, from the AI front, there is technologies that do outbound calling and scheduling on behalf of sales teams. So uh, invisible, sometimes invisible to the user, but, you know, the system calls and calls and calls. And finally, once it gets um, through a ladder tree and is talking to somebody only at that point, does it enlist, you know, your salesperson um, and, and utilize them. Is that you know, is that kind of one of those examples that you're seeing out there is, is that, you know, that's giving back some of the time to the salesperson.
1: That is a great example of a great use of technology because we're, we're taking the tedium out of the role for the human being, like sort of dialing, dialing, dialing is not where that's the highest and best use for the, the skilled seller. That's where we can plug in the technology automate that component. And then the moment I get the right person on the line, the right conversation, I I now can partner that up with the highly experienced seller and engage in direct conversation. So th- that is a great example of where the technology can be beneficial by reducing the tedium. I'll give you another example where there's all this really interesting technology where I can listen, you know, I can record whether it's via whatever WebEx or webinar technology I'm using, or, um, or I sort of do it internally. I can record a conversation of myself practicing a pitch, practicing a conversation with a client, or I can record a set of client conversations. And where the machine learning gets really interesting is, well, now that you're capturing all this unstructured data... Can you find ways to find insights in that data that actually starts to provide suggestions for how you can improve your pitch, improve the way you engage customers, ultimately drive a better outcome? It's super interesting, but here's the um, the kicker. uh, I guess why it's not total all the dots haven't been connected yet. That data is wildly unstructured, right? And so I think what most organizations that I talk with are doing, if you're investing in technology like this, if you're experimenting with it, it requires the best sales leaders in your company or the best folks on the sales team to listen to those pitches and rate them and provide specific feedback around this is how this person can get better so they are their the way they engage clients looks more like this other person but it still requires the experts in the business to define what good looks like And so from an AI perspective what that means is we are still building up a data set to train the machine right? We don't have the secret sauce yet. We don't have the answer that says, if you do this, this will result in better sales outcomes because that's what the sales methodology is ultimately. What we have is a way to collect a bunch of unstructured data, let the smart people in our company label what good looks like, and then try to find ways to repeat it more often.
0: Oh my gosh. That's fascinating. I, I, uh, and and are these uh, are these systems already hitting the market that are allowing for that analysis?
1: They are. There's a whole category of companies where there's been a bunch of um, venture capital and private equity investment to enable this sort of stuff. But my, you know, my perspective is again, you can you can pour money into this hole where you're experimenting with this stuff like forever. You've got to be super. Uh selective in where you make your investments and how you think they're going to drive better outcomes for your sales teams. And that comes back to what is your sales process? What is your sales strategy? What is your methodology? And can we find ways to um, make that methodology more repeatable on the ground? So when you look at your top performers and you look at the way they run sales cycles, what can we do? To help everybody else in the organization just get marginally better, so they look like those top
0: performers. Incredible. So, um, so maybe, maybe what you did there is really clarify kind of three different approaches. Um, one is the automation on the on the sales side, just um, taking some of the mundane tasks out of your sales teams' hands, so that they have more time at selling. The second is processing, you know, that data and analyzing it. Uh, and, and obviously the opportunities in using AI to pull out pieces that can help your sales data. And I guess the the third then would be the forecasting aspect of it and the prediction side of it.
1: Yeah I mean there's a, there's another whole category on the forecasting and pipeline side And that that quite frankly, I think is where we saw the earliest investments in innovative technology because you have this wealth of data to work with, right? There's very structured sales outcome data. And so when you plug in um, analytics, there's a lot to play with there. And But the missing piece, again, historically has been, how do I link, how do I link, there's a cause and effect thing here, right? Where how do I link that outcome to some, the art of selling, the behavior that my team is, is engaging with buyers in on the ground to drive better outcomes. So I, we, we think about three ways to look at it. One, driving seller actions. So there's this in the moment situation where, it, let's say you've selected a sales methodology and a, and a sales strategy and you've trained people on it, you've onboarded a new team. Like on the ground day to day, you know, we all stray from what we know the right thing to do is, yeah. right? Change is hard, being consistent is hard. And so, where are the places where technology can prompt sellers in the moment to do the things that they know they should do that will ultimately improve their odds of winning a deal so remind them hey here's some content you should use hey remember to cultivate a coach this is that you should be asking these three questions so there's a set of there's a set of um things that we can do with technology that actually drive seller actions in the moment
0: and i love that because because like you said uh you know a lot of times in the sales process we do kind of uh maybe fall on our crutches and and go back to bad habits and so um some of that that i've seen is that salespeople maybe don't have buy-in to the solutions that a company is 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 investing in and so in this case if you're listening to your you know virtual coach if you will or you're, you' know you're hitting those tasks when the system says to do it. and you see greater results, that's going to be the buy-in that you need that your sales team needs to continue utilizing that technology.
1: What a great point because often it's not like a specific decision to not comply with the approach or sort of you know, not um, just sort of not use the best tools that are at our disposal. But like in, in everyone's day-to-day job, it's noisy. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff going on. And so we miss things. And you're thinking, okay, on any given day, on any given week, what are the most important things that I need my attention called to? We all fight with the tyranny of the urgent, right? And so if there is, if there are select ways, and we absolutely think there are, there are ways that technology can call your attention to, hey... It's really important this week on, you know, if you've got a hundred deals in a pipeline, make sure it's not urgent yet, but make sure this is the right time in the sales cycle to be setting up some dialogue with the economic buyer. Don't miss that now. To the extent technology can prompt our attention to those things, just makes everybody's job easier.
0: Wow. This is what an incredible conversation. And, and so I want to, you know, let's loop back all the way to the beginning here, um, with Miller Hyman, as you guys are working with these companies, um, it sounds like you guys are absolutely uh, part of your responsibility is assisting in the marketing technology or the AI, you know, procurement. Uh, would that be Would that be accurate?
1: Yeah, I mean, organizations partner with us to improve their sales and service performance, and so often that is holistic sales transformation. So oftentimes organizations are coming together through MA or there's been some sort of disruptive change in an industry and there's a need to look at the overall sales approach. And so that includes everything from what are my sales methodology, my sales processes, looking at the talent and the skills of my sales team, right? Do I have the right people in the right roles? Are they organized the right way? Are they compensated the right way? and then helping put learning and development programs in place that upskill the right teams you know so they can be as effective as possible in that context and so technology is of course a critical component of that like like CRM everyone's using some form of CRM and the, i guess we think about it as look it's not about the technology itself it's about the way you use the technology to support your business process. Right. And that's that's when you can make sure that your that the technology becomes an asset and not a distraction.
0: Oh, I love it. I, I wanna echo that fifteen times in this <laughs> In this podcast. And it's, and it's, I mean, even from a a marketing technology side or a sales technology side, we continue to hammer home and hear that same message from the, you know, from leaders like yourself in our industry. And that's that, look, it's not a magic bullet that you're just going to buy and it's going to fix all of your problems. That you have to have the foundational issues and challenges and processes in place before you look for a technology solution.
1: Yeah. And to your point, Doug, it's not an either or, right? Of course we need to invest in technology to support the business. But every time we do one of those projects, we have a choice to just slap in the technology basically or do it what I would say, do it the right way, which is really thinking about your sales methodology, your sales skills, your sales process, and, and, Mapping out precisely how this this technology is going to support our people on the ground to do a better job.
0: Well, and 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 there's nothing I think that uh, makes a sales team more frustrated, right, than bouncing around through different tools and different tests and everything else, where uh, where they're not seeing their numbers, you know, go up, and so they'll 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 you know if a, if a company doesn't have enough technology or they just keep switching technology, it's very frustrating and you can lose some good people in that process.
1: Yeah. It, it can be a huge distraction if you're not, like I said, really focused on how the technology is going to support your sales process. So again, thinking about how, how we like to partner with clients, it's around driving seller actions in the moment to change the behavior on the ground, prompt people to utilize the the best of their sales methodology and sales skills. The second component of it is really around changing deal outcomes. So when you think about the problem from a leadership perspective, you get into this scale issue where, look, if I'm only managing seven um, sales folks on the ground, I can more or less have visibility to everything that's happening. But as soon as you start to get larger scale, or you've got multiple teams and multiple layers of managers, you're dealing with hundreds of sellers. There's no way for a leader to get as much substantive insight into what's actually happening on the ground. And so if technology can help coach the seller in the moment, that's one thing. But if the other thing that, that um, can happen, if the technology can help bring the manager's attention to the coaching points. So the next time I have my one-on-one with Dana, I know, Hey, Hey, Of the deals that she's working with, she's really having trouble getting to the technical buying audience. And we know that if she does a better job engaging the technical buyer faster in the sales cycle, her win rates will increase or her time to close will go down. And so I'm going to talk a lot with her in my coaching about how to engage that technical buyer faster. And so as a manager, all of a sudden the technology. I don't spend time digging through reports, just like you were saying before, Doug. I don't have to spend my time digging up a report to figure out what's going on with Dana. Instead, the technology calls my attention to it right there, and I, I can much more quickly engage in the art of selling conversation with Dana about what are the techniques I can use to engage that technical buyer so that's the, that's the second piece, that's sort of giving the manager's visibility to how I can coach my team and spend time um, on the right stuff to make them more successful. And then the third thing is really just about replicating winning. So when you see the patterns of data and you see the link between the sales strategy and the sales outcome, you see the pattern of winning. And so I just gave one example of, well, maybe we see a pattern in one organization where engaging the technical buying influence earlier, right? Has a substantial impact on win results. This is the day, this is where I think the power of the technology can, can really uh, take us to a whole new level that we haven't seen before, because we, we will start to link the sales methodology to the sales outcome and the technology and the data around that will give us the scale that we need to replicate winning. So you can see those patterns, and then you can actually change the trajectory of deals in the moment. That's really exciting from my perspective. Oh
0: my gosh, yeah, absolutely. And um, and just from a from an overall standpoint, I mean, you guys are. Are obviously helping hundreds or thousands of businesses um, already with your solutions. Uh, what are what are you seeing as as an adoption rate? Are you seeing people um, kind of hold off for now until they fix their companies, or are you starting to see some large organizations pull in some some AI in these areas?
1: Yeah, well, people are really starting to invest in experiments across the board. So with all sorts of little pockets of AI technology on the sales cycle, people are definitely in the larger companies that have bigger budgets, especially. But they're starting to invest with experimentation, I would say, because there is such a natural muscle memory of um, dealing with sales outcome data and all those sort of pipeline forecast data. There's, a, there's already a, an entrenched corporate mechanism for funding some of these projects. And so when you start to say, look, we all want to improve our sales numbers. We're making these investments and in sort of managing the data around it. We're also making these investments in developing our people. Let's experiment with something that's linking our sales methodology to our sales outcome using the data and technology. So what we're seeing more and more organizations experiment with it but Doug, as you know, it just totally depends on where the organization is in their life cycle. They're, quite frankly, there's just so much disruption happening in general. For, for many organizations, they are still focused on trying to get their sales teams to speak the, the same language, utilize the same process, ensure that their definitions in their pipeline and their forecasts and their funnel stages are all consistent which is all super important. And I I think for organizations that are in that phase of their life, they've got to be selective on where they invest in the technology and make sure it does line up with those immediate business goals. It doesn't become some sort of highfalutin academic experiment on the side that doesn't actually help people on the ground.
0: And that and that might be a great you know kind of uh, final takeaway from the conversation today is at this point you know maybe what you want to do with your organization is utilize AI from strictly an experimentation standpoint you know portion off a a set of dollars but not necessarily with the expectation that you're absolutely going to have a massive ROI on it. That at this point, you know, it's just something to start, you know, noodling with and, and testing out.
1: I think that's a very fair way to characterize it. Test out some AI, experiment with it in pockets to see how, can it, how it can be beneficial. And that process of experimenting should give you the data you need to decide where do I want to make larger investments. But by the time you get to that point where you're making a larger investment with a large ROI expectation, you should have a clear understanding of how that investment in technology is going to drive changes in my sales team's behavior on the ground and how that's actually going to result in better sales outcomes in the end.
0: Oh, Perfect. Perfect. And and now, uh, Dana, where do people go f- to, to get help, obviously, from your consultants and, and the products that you guys have to offer?
1: Um, where do people go to help? Well, so um, Miller Hyman Group is working with uh, organizations all over the world. We have a global footprint in a variety of industries and uh, organizations with long, complex sales cycles. Uh, are the majority of our customers, but we also work with organizations in the retail space that have a very transactional sale, and yet the skill set of the team on the ground needs to be very high level in terms of engaging with a buyer to understand their needs quickly and ensuring the right solutions are proposed. And then there's more and more organizations um, that have a subscription business model or a SaaS business model. And so customer loyalty and retention rates continue to be critical. And so organizations that have roles that are kind of a hybrid between customer success or service roles and sales organizations where they're focused on renewal, it really requires a mix of service and sales skill sets. And we're seeing more and more interest from organizations that have roles that are similar to that profile and need more support in really establishing what the right competencies for those roles should be and skilling up the organization in both the service approach and the sales approach. So, I mean, we, we work with a whole variety of customers who are, you know, together struggling with these same challenges we've been discussing.
0: That's fantastic, and so for everybody listening, um, millerhymangroup.com dot com is obviously the uh, the website you can go to, and they have events uh, for their customers. They have an incredible knowledge base uh, up there. Um, they, uh, in fact, I think I saw some that you guys put on regional events, and you're often at at conferences. So keep an eye out, um, Dana.
1: Yeah, we do, Doug. I, I if I could just elaborate on, on that. Absolutely. On So on. So on the website, you'll obviously be able to find a set of information about Miller-Hyman Group and our offerings, but there are a couple of other things that might be useful for people right off the bat. We have a research division called CSO Insights, which publishes a series of studies with what best-in-class looks like, and the data around that research is available for free, and it's really insightful. So people can look at the CSO insights research, think about benchmarking their own organization uh, next to what best in class looks like. And there's really some helpful uh, thought starters around action plans for how you can think about putting actions in place to improve your own organization. The other thing is we offer um, training programs, both in person as well as digital training programs along a, a variety of sales and service methodology and skills programs. So any individual as well as a corporation, but any individual can decide, hey, I want to learn more about executive engagement and how do I engage executives as one example and potentially take a course through our variety of offerings. So you can see information about those public courses, digital as well as in-person workshops that are offered around the world.
0: Uh, it's fantastic, and CSOinsights.com dot com is where you can go for that. I will, uh, I will absolutely put links in the show notes on this to both of those. Well, Dana, this has been just an incredible conversation. Um, thank you for sharing your expertise and and uh, and reinforcing, you know, and and uh, you know many of the things that we we kind of hear out there. <laughs> But but definitely wrapping some process around it and, and really uh, putting to the forefront those key points that sales organizations uh, need to take care of maybe before they look at AI or have the right attitude with AI as they're implementing it. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thanks, Doug. I enjoyed it. There's tons to talk about, so we could certainly go on for a series <laughs> of conversations as follow-up.
0: Well, we'll absolutely have you on again. That's for sure.
1: The Martech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's State of the Art podcast studio at The Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.